Welcome to the Indisputable Podcast, where we shoot the shit about indie music that has come out in 2018. My name is Travis Carlisle, and I'm Michelle Evanant. How are you today, Trav? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Um, what are we reviewing in this episode? <clears throat> uh, today we are reviewing the latest album by Beach House, which conveniently is called Seven. Yeah. Um, so, why don't you take us through why <clears throat> we're listening to this? How, when did you first start listening to Beach House? Why do you continue to listen to them, etc.? Um, I've been listening to Beach House since... Oh God, I can't remember names of their albums. Since their... I'm pretty sure it was like their second or third album. I haven't listened to them like all the way from the beginning. Well, when, when about did the, the album that you started with come out? 2000... Would have been 2010, 2011, somewhere around there, I Teen think. Teen Dream? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, so I picked them up right about there. Um, I've never really been like a huge Beach House listener. Like, uh, I really enjoyed Bloom, I guess. That's most people's favorite yeah. album. Yeah, Bloom is flagged as their iconic album on Apple Music. Oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Um, yeah. that, that would be like the album most people go to, and that, that is the album I enjoy the most. Um, but they're just a pleasant mm-hmm. band to listen to, I guess. Yeah, they I think are. you enjoy them a lot more than I do. Yeah, um, so you introduced me to Beach House when we first started dating in 2012. I remember you, That's when Bloom came out, I think. Yeah, you gave me Bloom specifically. Uh. Well, this is if I remember correctly. My memory's fuzzy. Mm. Uh, apologies if someone else introduced me to Beach House, but I'm pretty sure it was you. Mm. And I remember Bloom. And it's because of that music video for the one song. Okay. It's like the house and shit. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I just remember enjoying them as background music. And um, over the years, I kind of. I like to listen to Dream Pop when I'm feeling anxious, which is often, um, because it helps me feel calmer and yeah, I enjoy um, sort of echoey, uh, progressive-ish Dream Pop as a genre because I feel like it doesn't make a lot of emotional demands on you as a listener. Like for instance, like a band that's more catchy, like for instance Arctic Monkeys, like you know that if you listen to it, you're going to get very caught up in it and sometimes you don't really feel like doing that. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, Arctic Monkeys was a contentious example. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so... But I found that over the years, I've started enjoying Beach House increasingly. I think because I noticed that their music is actually quite layered and complex, so the more you mm. listen to it, the more little details. Mm. Um, you pick up about it. Sorry, I'm getting a bunch of work messages. None Can you of move them. your phone, maybe? Yeah, sorry. I was using it, but now people are sending a bunch of emojis in the group chat. Um, yeah, so I found that Beach House is uh, quite layered and complex, and you can pick up um, sort of new details about their music um, almost every time you listen to it, and that's something that I um, particularly enjoy in music so yeah my favorite elements of their music are the fact that they're so layered it's like it's very interesting to listen to them but at the same time you don't really get distracted very easily by it which is a nice balance yeah and like i particularly like listening to beach house as i've said before when i'm feeling anxious and also um when i'm feeling contemplative and i want to have some time to think but not I don't really enjoy silence, so 
um, yeah, like when I'm driving at night particularly is a nice time to listen to Beach House. Um, yeah, so do you have an elevator pitch for this album? Mm, yeah, a simple one, I guess. Beach House doesn't really change your music up a lot, so it makes that easy. Um, I would say, uh, where are they from? I think they're from Idaho. Idaho indie pop duo comes up with something similar yet slightly different to the work that they usually make. This time they add some rock and roll and they release an equally good album that they usually deliver. Yeah. Where are they um, from? I'm checking. I'm pretty sure it's Idaho. Somehow uh, that seems to pop out. Baltimore, Maryland. God fucking damn it. Yeah. Um, my elevator pitch would be that my favorite dream pop band's latest album has a lot of hard rock influences added into it. And I really like that because those are two genres that I really enjoy. So yay. Would you like to head on over into the trivia corner, Trav? Sure. You go first. Um, well, why don't, why don't you go first? Because you've got the... The, the numbery fact. The titular fact. Um, okay, so obviously this album is called Seven, since it's their seventh studio album, their seventh full release. Mm. Um, but they did a whole bunch of quirky, cute shit um, along the way. Um, like, the first single for the album was released on the 14th of February. Mm -hmm. 14 divided by 2 equals 7. Mm -hmm. They have 77 songs out across, 70, oh. across 7 albums. That's quite nice. I like the like 7th album, 77 songs thing. That's a nice sort of... Um, it's nice that like... Because sometimes I feel like what is declared a studio album and what isn't can sometimes feel a little bit random. Um, and like, even sometimes what's declared an EP and what isn't can sometimes feel a little bit random. So I like that like the seventh album thing ties in with 77 songs altogether. Um, Cause that makes it feel a little bit less random. Right. Yeah. And my fact is that um, even though, yeah, as you said before, Beach House's albums don't vary like massively in um, style. Um, along the course of their discography. Um, it does seem like Beach House's sort of creative process is quite different with this album than it has been previously. Um, they talk about sort of like not using a producer, quote, in the traditional sense. Um, and yeah, this comes from uh, their label Sub Pop's website. It says, in the past, um, the economics of recording have dictated that we write for a year, go to the studio and record the entire record as quickly as possible. We've always hated this because by the time the recording happens, a certain excitement about all the songs has often been lost. This time we built a home studio and began all of the songs there. Whenever we had a group of three to four songs that we were excited about, we would go to a proper recording studio and finish recording them there. This way, the amount of time between the original idea and the finished song was pretty short. Yeah, so yeah, basically they were a lot more kind of like embroiled in the creative process of songwriting when they recorded each song, um, which yeah, sounds nice for them. And they also talked about how this album uh, was influenced by the quote, societal insanity of 2016 to 17. 
they said that thematically this record deals with the beauty that arises in dealing with darkness, the empathy and love that grows from collective trauma, and the place one reaches when they accept rather than deny. And yeah, I think that this is, um, yeah, I kind of picked up that this album felt like it had a darker theme than previous albums because of the kind of like heavier bass that they use. They use more driving drum beats and yeah, they've got some more like hard rock influences in the form of like fuzzy and electric guitar. So what are your high notes about this album, Trav? Um, I like, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I like how uh, a lot of Beach House's music like, even though I'm not a very avid listener, it's very easy to pick up that their music is very familiar. Like, you don't listen to something that Beach House makes and go, what the fuck is that? What are they doing? But they give you just enough variance and just enough, like, new added quirk to, like, keep it spicy and keep, like, a person listening interested in the next thing that Beach House yeah. releases. Something I do like is that their melodies aren't samey and they also do have quite a varied palette of different instruments and different like instrumental effects that they use across their songs. So yeah, their music doesn't sound samey even though there aren't like these dramatic shifts between albums. Right. I guess like the downside of it is that it means if I was ever to choose something to listen to, I would probably just always listen to Bloom because none of the other, no albums really stand out apart from the one that you like the most. But in the same way, it's really easy to pick up new things that they make and still really enjoy them for the same reasons. So that's probably my high note. Yeah. My high note is just, um, yeah, I love, um, I really love the hard rock influences um, and I really like the way that that combines with dream pop. It's two genres that I wouldn't have put together in my head, but yeah, I really like the way they've combined in this album. So what would your low note be? I don't actually think I have like a huge low note for this album. Um, their melodies and stuff aren't very samey, but they tend to go towards using a lot of the same, it feels like a lot of the same song structures where we start slow get to like a crescendo in the middle and the whittle away at the end. So I feel like structure-wise a lot of their music is maybe quite similar. Okay. But that could just me th be thinking back. Yeah. Not so fluidly. Yeah. Um, I also find it difficult to really pick a low note because I really like this album and I also don't like... Um, yeah, it would feel like nitpicking to pick a low note, but like, yeah, to be honest, I would have, um, I actually would have enjoyed hearing more of the hard rock elements. Um, but also that feels like nitpicking and I don't want to nitpick this album because I actually like it just the way it is. Sure. Yeah. So when will you listen to this? Mm, whenever I usually get an urge to listen to, uh, Beach House, I guess. Like, uh, like I said, a lot of the music fits together, so. Uh, it's good for background music, so it's, good. it's good for having people over and you're cooking dinner. It's nice if you're walking somewhere or riding a bike somewhere. Yeah. Um, ambience. Yeah, yeah, it's nice ambient music. Yeah, I'll listen to this. This is this will probably be now, now be my like designated um, anxiety music and yeah, like driving at night music because I do sometimes get anxious when driving at night. Um, yeah so yeah um what would your mixtape track be um my 
Oh, that's that's a tough one. I I really like the closing track of the album, Last Drive. Last Ride, you mean? Last Ride, yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, Last Ride's pretty cool. Um, I like the like cute little saloon style piano that kind of hinges the whole song together. I like how it very very slowly ramps up over time, um, and it's just it's got. A, a much more different feel to the rest of the album. Yeah, it's a nice like slow burn track. Mm. Yeah, um, I really like Dark Spring. Um, yeah, I just <laughs> it's a simple thing, but I really like the chord progression. And I also think it's probably not a particularly unique chord progression, but yeah, I just like it, and I like the way they've rendered it. And oh, I also like the lyrics to Dark Spring. So that's my mixtape track. Do you have a skip track? No, I don't. I would listen to this album in, in its entirety. Now another one of my work groups is buzzing. Good lord. Um, yeah, I also don't want to pick a skip track because uh, that feels like nitpicking and I don't want to nitpick this album because I like it. But uh, I guess like of all of them, I find track 9, Woo, to be like uh, the least interesting, I guess. Sure. So like if I only had time to listen to 10 of these 11 tracks, I would skip Woo. Um, yeah, so that leads us into the final corner of this podcast, which is what's next on our review list. And next we will be reviewing Father John Misty's album, God's Favorite Customer. Nice. I'm excited cool. for that. I haven't actually listened to any of Father John Misty's stuff. He's really good. You'll like him. Okay, cool. Thank you.